0: Now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff.
1: We do pajama Thanksgiving at my in-laws. I think I've told you this before. My my wife and daughter go over to my in-laws' house on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Because my wife wakes up and puts the turkey in in my mother in law's awesome kitchen, because nice. she is a professional wolf eight burners. Ooh. Oh God, this this that, that's really helpful for Thanksgiving. <laughs> it is. We can do everything, um, and and it's all there. So they just wake up, put the turkey in, go back to bed, put on you know put on the parade, all that other stuff. As soon as they leave, I start to put Christmas decorations up in the house. So oh, th-
2: Disney of you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It really is because you know they leave and you transform overnight. The house is decorated <laughs> for Thanksgiving, you know, fall harvest kind of stuff. When they come back, the tree is up. It doesn't have ornaments, but it has lights on. I've got my garland lights up. I've got the Christmas lights up outside, and there's I've, a crane in your front yard. There's a crane in my backyard, <laughs> backyard, backyard, backyard. Sorry, there's a crane in your backyard. <laughs> it's over the pool. It straddles. Um, so all that stuff. So from my daughter's perspective. It's magical, right. because we always come home at night. Of course, what? all these other people are here with their pajamas. Hi, welcome to Butter and Bacon, where we discuss the good stuff of Disney. I'm here with Dean.
2: Say hello, Dean. I'm in my bathrobe, ready to go. Oh, hello, and uh, <laughs> and by I go I mean talk Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. And, uh, or jump in the pool. The pool's still open, right, Paul? No, that is closed. Oh, it must be winter. Yeah, well, it's still
1: 72 degrees today. Uh, but I, I am Paulie. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Butter and Bacon. And, uh, we, you know, Dean, um, this, this this, episode is a little timely, because what are you doing right now?
2: Let's see. You just released this episode at a little o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so I have already completed a 6.2 mile run through Epcot, and um, I think I'm headed to Magic Kingdom. Nice. Let me get my magical, what's it called? My Magic Experience. What the, I can't remember the website. <laughs> I'll try that one again. Let me get my, uh, what is that thing called, Paul? <laughs> Let me get my, oh, here we go. Let me get my My Disney Experience app open here, Paulie, and I will tell you what my plans are for today, which happens to be Sunday. November 6th. Yes. And so, let's see. Today I am... Oh, I have a fast pass for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Mm. And then I'm going to go to Splash Mountain. And then I have a noontime Peter Plans Flight. Now, this morning I had a lovely breakfast at Grand Floridian Cafe. Very easy ADR to get and very underrated breakfast on property. And uh, about 4.30 I'm going to be heading downtown uh, to Disney Springs to have a pint or two at me favorite pub. That would be Raglan Road. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, where's your favorite pub? Because now, <laughs> I mean, I could name three.
2: Pubs at Downtown Disney? Mm. Or, uh, no, Downtown no, 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 no. Not not all at Disney Springs. No, I'm headed to Disney Springs. Yeah. Nice. Be taking in some bread pudding. So, uh, of course, we are recording just a couple days beforehand. And I actually get on a plane today. And I'm really interested to see what Walt Disney World is going to look like. Because this is a sort of a unique time. The Halloween parties just ended this week. Yes. And the Christmas parties start on Monday night. Merry Christmas! Point, which is unfortunate because I fly home Monday afternoon. Yes. So we will not be taking in the Christmas party, but I am kind of interested to see what Christmas aspects we do get to take in. So it kind of brought up the conversation Paul and I were, were texting about, which is have you ever taken in Walt Disney World in what we'll call a transition period? Right. So, you know, there's obviously the high seasons, and, you know, they don't do a lot of transitioning in the summer because they just get the crowds anyway. Yeah. And, of course, starting next week and for the next two months, they'll be slammed with some de- uh, Christmas traffic. Yes. Uh, I guess we should call it holiday traffic yes. to be eh. Although, honestly, I'm not sure you can find a lot of non-Christmas holiday decoration or experience on property. I challenge
1: anyone now that Osborne Festival of Spectacle of Dancing Flavored Lights um, Find any find a a uh, menorah somewhere on property.
2: Yeah, I mean there are religious services that are offered, yep. but as far as like the actual decorations of the season, that was the place really to see that kind that of was. stuff. So, um, and now it's under construction. <laughs> now it's under construction. So go enjoy the toy Story. There's wall. a transition for you. <laughs> that is. So you know, obviously this is the first time. Or not? This, maybe it's not obvious. This is the first time I'm there between halloween and christmas and so i will report back to you what i see and what i don't see my understanding is the jingle cruise is already starting wow which i didn't realize um but some of the other christmas stuff really is two weeks away yes so it will be uh, interesting to report back what i do and what i don't get to see yet but how about you have you ever been there during what you might consider a transition period. Absolutely. Uh, two popped to mind immediately, um, and I'm going to talk about the, the first one
1: was we were there during the de of Walt Disney World uh, for the Walt Disney World Marathon. Um, and, the, you know, this is way back in the early 2000s. Uh, my wife was running the Disney Marathon. Her father, her brother, and my dad all ran. Um, two of them did the half marathons, and my dad and my wife uh, did the full. So we were there when we got there, was january 2nd so all the christmas stuff was all up all the decorations were up and all that stuff we left i believe on the 11th or 12th and everything was gone and everything was back to regular background music it was kind of interesting going from holiday disney to regular disney it was a little bit of best of both worlds it was a good closeout for the holiday season for us you know at that point it's like okay let's let's get on with it already um And then we had the race in between which was nice um much like they do um you know putting it up quote unquote overnight they take it down really quickly too um so that was neat the other one we actually were for this very transition Um, that large family trip that i talked about where we stayed at bay lake tower for basically two and a half weeks we were there over um halloween we actually went to the halloween party on halloween And then we got to watch it transform into Christmas um, holiday season. Went over to Wilderness Lodge, saw the tree, uh, you know, got to see the trees. It it was kind of interesting going to the theme parks earlier in our vacation and then going to the same theme park later in the vacation. And it it is transformed. Um, So, yes, to answer your question in a very long (laughs) roundabout way, we have been there for the transitions. It's very interesting, particularly if you haven't been down there for the holidays, to see how different it is, you know, particularly, like I said, if, if you have the very fresh experience of just going to the theme park earlier that week. Um, because sometimes you don't notice the differences. It's like, oh, everything is holiday. Not everything. Like, I'm, I'm thinking in the Magic Kingdom in particular, most of the holiday decorations, with the exception of the Jingle Cruise, are focused on Main Street.
2: Absolutely. And yeah.
1: that's it. I mean, you know, the, uh, Tomorrowland is playing. Well, now they have new Tomorrowland background music, according to what I read on Twitter. But the rest of the park is basically the same. It doesn't change much. You know. The, um, Animal Kingdom, they might, they might put some holiday things out on the safari, I think I remember seeing. Um, you know, they, they'll, they'll give animals pumpkins for, <laughs> for Halloween season, and that's always fun. Well, they to used see. to get
2: the Jingle Jungle Parade, too, but they don't have that anymore. Right,
1: and they don't have that, and that's, um, from what I understand, due to the Avatar Land construction. They just can't support a parade um, while, the, while all that construction is going on. But um, it's interesting because when you walk in, it just sets you in the mood, and then it's almost like you take it with you throughout the park. Different from walking through, say, Epcot, where a lot of that theme is carried in the music that is played. You go back to American Adventure, and Voices of Liberty are singing Christmas carols, as an example. That just keeps that mood through you, even though it's not necessarily decorated differently. Um, cast costumes are different. Um, you know, tends to be a little bit colder, so you start to see things that are a little bit more holiday inspired. Um, I'm not going to say that they're full on plaid, but you get like the longer coats. Um, I'm thinking of the haunted mansion bellhop. Um, also, well, you, at the tower, of onto,
2: and so you can carry that onto character uh, attire. Yes, as
1: well. very true. Um, You know the meet and greets start to have seasonal attire, um, and and that's where you know it's it's interesting how the little difference makes a big difference, and I think at the holiday times that's when it really starts to shine through. It's a you know it's a little bit of bunting up on a on a on a light post, but it gets you into that holiday mood.
2: Absolutely, and you know it's interesting you mentioned going down for the marathon weekend. They used to run the marathon earlier in January than they do now. Yes. And so I experienced the same as you. We actually ran through the Osborne lights. I think oh. it was. I'm trying to remember if it was the 5K in 07 that we did that, but they, you know, they used to keep the lights up for the runners.
1: Yeah, they. And, um, when, when it was my wife running, um, they did not run through the lights. They came in um, near Rock and Roller Coaster, and then they ran around the, the hat and then out um, Hollywood Boulevard.
2: Okay. Yeah, I remember having that experience. And it was, you know, it does add to the that festivity, which is crazy because it's like a week and a half after yes! Christmas, but it's okay down at Walt Disney World. It is. Um, you know, now that they run it uh, the weekend after that, usually the, the majority of the Christmas stuff, if not all of it, is gone by then. Yeah. Um, the, the transition that came to mind when I thought about this is we actually experienced this, was it consecutive years or two out of three? Um, in the Northeast, we used to have a full week off in February yes. for a Winter vacation. Yep. They've since shortened that in our district now. So we only get a couple days, like uh, pretty much a Monday, Tuesday, I think, at this point. Yeah, we don't
1: get a winter um, break in New
2: Jersey at all. Yeah, so when we had that break, we had a couple times we went down to Walt Disney World. And it was right before Flower and Garden Festival. Mm. So walking through EBCOT, EBCOT mm. was transitioning. You'd see topiaries, but they're not grown in yet. That's
1: gorgeous, though.
2: Or you'd see, yeah, it absolutely was. You'd see some areas that were going to be themed but yeah not yet completed uh, the kids play areas that they set up i remember that they had a uh, a monsters university one that they were going to be doing and so it was pretty well you know maybe 80 85 percent 90 percent done uh, but they were still about a week to 10 days away from uh, flower and garden kicking off so not everything was completed so it was kind of neat to see ebcot in the early stages and about to grow in <laughs> just starting to bloom, but not really yet in the full theme of flower and garden. Oh, that's
1: neat! Did you ever see when they would do the large flower plantings? Um, and I'm thinking specifically outside of interventions East and West. Uh, back then, it was Communicore. They have that large green sloped grass. Yes, um, uh, I'm thinking right, you know, right in front of imagination, um, for example. And they would plant large, intricate, um, you know, just like shapes, patterns, um, but it would it would be a lot. A lot of flowers. And I remember seeing photos. I've never been down there for that time of year. But seeing photos of, you know, someone goes to Epcot on, let's say, a Tuesday and it's grass. They go on Wednesday and it's dug up and there's like uh, brown borders where they're going to do the flowers. And then the next day, the flowers are in.
2: Right. I mean, when... Disney does their normal plantings, and you know they are meticulous about keeping those things properly groomed. Oh yeah, they they plant full plants typically. Oh yeah, they plant yeah plant they and bloom. Yep, but when they do flower and garden, it transforms. Things take take time. Things grow in. Yeah. So some of their displays are a little bit, you know, if you catch them early, like we did in February, even early in the Flower and Garden, they will look different than they will a month later when things have actually grown in fully.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a, if, if you know me at all, I'm a huge fan of landscaping. I like doing stuff around my house. I'm a very, very huge fan of Disney landscaping. We could probably do an episode or two um, about the different things that they do. Um, quick, quick tidbit, when they started planning for Animal Kingdom, they started growing the trees for Animal Kingdom 10 years before they put it in. Think about that, wow. and everything that you see in Animal Kingdom was planted there. They started right. Animal Kingdom with a blank slate. You see some of these giant trees? Are like, oh, they just you know bulldozed around it? No, 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 they were planted. That's amazing. I'll tell you what,
2: though, look back to you know early years of Animal Kingdom yes. photos. Were, oh, you can I, tell it, it is much more. Even though they did start with mature plants. And trees, it is much more grown. Oh, in yeah. Now
1: oh, yeah. And, and, and it animals. it's just it just shows that, you know, the future planning and longevity that they do at Imagineering uh,
2: for something that is so
1: entwined with nature, like Animal Kingdom. Um, yeah, it's just great.
2: So as you go through the year, so you really have the, the de-Christmasing. Yes. You know, I Wh- think of the which we've we both garden,
1: experienced.
2: <laughs> which we both experienced. I've seen, you know, the, the flowering garden starting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's really not a, a lot that goes into the transition for summer. I have been, not for summer, but, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, I have been there in the
1: weeks leading up to food and wine. When they start, that was
2: going to be my next one. The, yeah, so I was say
1: they start to construct, and not so much the boots that are on wheels, you know, like the beer carts, that type of thing, but when they start to build the huts, um, your larger countries, I always found it interesting because we, we really weren't down there for food and wine until I want to say the late 2000s, so maybe, you know, like uh, seven or eight years ago. We, we had always gone down before food and wine started. And so we didn't really pay attention to the country lineups or anything like that. That got us kind of interested. Um, I think they maybe done that a little bit on purpose as a coming soon, hey, we're going to build this shed. Yeah, we're not going to use it for another month, but it's going to make it interesting to see, well, what does Chile bring to <laughs> food and wine? What does Argentina have? And then you look
2: and you go, oh, steak. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's, it's, it might even be a little bit of smart advertising on there. Bro. Yes. And then you really have, uh, you know, along with that, the maturing of the uh, the Halloween decoration. So yep. I've never been down in that early September time frame. I think September. No, actually, I've been there, but September, but it was late September. Yeah. Un- the unfortunate Love Bug season. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really seen the the creation of the Halloween decorations but you know now seeing the it'll all be coming down. Well
1: and interestingly we have gone down um, particularly when my daughter was young. Um, I think her first three trips were all Halloween related in September which is fun if you enjoy Halloween. Um, it's not quite to the point where Universal Studios has Halloween for two and a half months and Mardi Gras for two and a half months. Um, it's like the two seasons of Universal. Um Pretty there's much. Halloween horror nights, and there's Mardi Gras. Um, you know, for Disney, from basically Labor Day until November first is Halloween. And then from November first through January tenth is Christmas. Um, holiday season. it we We had been there when they start doing the Halloween decorations, and where where that really starts to take shape is when they start advertising for the parties. Um exactly like you said, you're just gonna miss the first very Merry Christmas party. We have been there when they've started to put up the signs for the not-so-scary Halloween parties outside of Magic Kingdom. Um, and the other thing that's very subtly done, but but I like it, is they change out the inserts up in the buses. So you're on the resort right, yeah, yeah. buses, and they start to change out those those things you know, up at the top. Oh, visit Blizzard Beach. Well, now it's all kind of Halloween-related. Um, and again, it's those little subtle things that kind of get you into that holiday mood. I always thought it was a little weird to be on vacation in September. It's 95 degrees. People are dressed up in costumes, trick-or-treating. And then you go back home, and no one has any Halloween decorations up. <laughs> you got another month? Yeah,
2: yeah you get, you, get, you experienced Halloween pretty much to the max. And then a month later, you have to do Halloween at home. You
1: have to do it at home. But at least, you know, if you're smart, and you did like Mike, and you trick-or-treat, you have enough candy to give out to everybody else. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So, the only other thing I'll, I'll think about on transitions, we kind of focused on the theme parks, but the resorts do decorations, particularly for Christmas time, as well. Yes. And I'm really curious to see what I'm going to see for resort decor over the next, you know, four or five days as, as that unfolds. Now, where are you staying? We are staying at Port Orleans French Quarter this Ah. Trip. But, you know, we certainly like to make our rounds to, particularly the Monorail Resorts, I think, do a fantastic job at Christmas. I know some folks have actually live-tweeted the uh, decorating of the Wilderness Lodge tree yes. and things like that. Yes. Uh, I have a feeling that doesn't start right away. I think I'm probably two weeks early for that. You might be.
1: Um, one thing that you can probably check out if you're in the area that's an easy in, easy out, is um, I am particularly fond of the boardwalk holiday decorations. Um, I like Yacht and Beach, too, um, but in, and they're very similar. But there's something about the boardwalk's architecture with those giant garlands that they hang. I mean, to the point where that's what I do in my own house. Um, you know, I hang a garland along the top of ceiling of our living room, and it's nowhere near as intricate as what they do. Um, the <laughs> other one that I really like is Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, yes. If you happen to have a uh, reservation ADR over at Boma or Jiko, uh, you know, seeing seeing those intricately wood-carved decorations for the holidays are just... that's. it's so different and unique and it's great
2: yeah maybe when we're doing the loop on the uh the 10k i'll just run through the resorts yeah run through the resorts um (laughs) grab take a quick peek in you know (laughs) (laughs) that i I saw marathoners that were riding expedition everest this is basically i
1: don't understand that although i'm not fast (laughs) enough to be (laughs) in a position where i can do that
2: no see that's the whole point if you're in the lead pack, you probably care about your time, right? And so you're not going to waste time getting on a ride. If you're way far behind and you're worried about the sweepers, you're not going to waste the time because you want to get swept.
1: But there's people but, that ride it.
2: But if you're in that middle group, you're like, okay. I mean, if I spend 10 15 minutes on this ride, you know, line and whatever, who cares? It's it's not really impacting me. I'm not going to get swept. But I didn't really care about my time to begin with. Great idea. <laughs> What I was afraid of, and I, you know, I actually I saw people as I was running getting off and, and doing that. Uh, I was afraid if I sat down to go on a ride, I wasn't going to get back. Well, yeah,
1: <laughs> and and there's definitely some rides like Everest. It's quick. It's
2: two and a half minutes.
1: You know, if you get yeah. in single rider, you could probably get on, if not the next train, but the next next train.
2: Well, and that's kind of. I mean, there were there were. Um, cast members that were waving yeah of course and were, i, I think you know it, and speeding up to the front of the line and
1: and you're going to be at animal kingdom like just as the park is open so it's not going to be fully crowded there are no fast pass yet because um, it's the first hour of operation um i think that holds true for mad magic plus right you can't book in the first hour or am i wrong on that um,
2: no i think well that, that's a good question i know we've had uh passes as early as 9 but that might have been an extra magic hour starting right. at 8 so that's right. great yeah, so, so
1: that that's my feeling um, just because it's not worth it you know just show yeah, up I and go be. stand in line there's not going to be anybody there um, so you know it, it, you can get through it that way I'm thinking you're not going to take the time to ride the safari <laughs> <laughs> but
2: uh, yeah it's... that would be crazy on the marathon can you imagine <laughs> yeah. you're just watching your time go <laughs> that's so funny no, but yeah, at least with this race uh, that we'll be doing on Saturday, and even the half marathon on Sunday, they're starting so early.
1: Yeah, we'll talk uh, about yeah, talk about the race.
2: Yeah, so I mean, it, you know, again, it's, uh, the race is starting and in, in around and through EBCOT. so it is uh, you know starting in the Epcot parking lot because they want to start you outside the theme park. Yes, you run. Well, it's cl- much easier to stage over there too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they. Yeah, they, they they could not put on the staging necessary to start it inside a theme park. Um, but interestingly they're starting there and not at the wide world of sports that they've done other races. There are construction
1: yeah. over there, isn't there?
2: Oh, is there? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think oh, they're like... built I think they're building a new facility at Wide World of Sports. We have to go there to get our bibs. Well, so, uh,
1: please be, send in a bacon bit.
2: That will be Friday's activity. Nice. <laughs> um, and my son's running a kid's race, so he's got a four hundred coming. Is this his first? It'll be his first 400. He ran a 50 uh, up in Hartford. God, that goes back three years wow. now. Or two years. So he was either four or three. He ran a 50-yard or 50-meter. Yes. This is going to be a 400-meter. Nice. One lap. So, um, yep, one lap around a track. So that'll be fun for him. But that's Friday. And, uh, yeah, then Saturday. So the, the way it works, and you know, this is a really long tangent from saying I'm going <laughs> to deviate off course and go through a, a resort, but... Um, we got to get our bibs and everything. That's Friday by spend way too much money at the expo. And then Saturday. Oh, no, you get shoes? If, no, I, uh, that's a terrible idea. Never get new shoes the day before a race. <laughs> you don't know what those are going to do to your feet. This is true.
1: Although, um, you know, from what I understand, most recent new technology, you don't need to break them in, quote unquote, like you used to have to. Like put in yeah. put in like 15, 20 miles on a shoe before running on it for a race.
2: Yeah, But well, when, you have, when you have a size 14 quadruple E, you never know what the shoe is going to well, fit you like.
1: And, so. and that's assuming they have <laughs> that shoe. Um, yeah,
2: which they probably wouldn't. And, and
1: to your point, you know, if you've trained on a certain shoe, you kind of know how your body feels and reacts. You put different cushioning, different different cushion points.
2: No doubt. Very different. Thank you, Brooks Beasts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I believe I saw I have to be on a bus by 4 a.m. to guarantee being at the start line for 530. Yeah. Because they put you in your corrals at 5. Yeah. So, you know, it's not unreasonable to say you have to be on a bus at 4, which might make a couple more stops at a couple other resorts before taking you to the Epcot staging area, which you then have to get through bag check and security, all fun stuff, to then move into your corral at 5 for the 5.30 start. It's too
1: bad that you're not staying at um, Caribbean Beach because they would tell you you'd need to show up around 3.
2: Yeah, (laughs) just to get around Just to get around. (laughs) Yeah, I'm wondering, I've heard of people saying that they... Have walked? No, no, no. I do not endorse that, recommend that, no. or suggest you do that. You can drive. We're not going to drive the car. No. I'm going to take a bus. Uh, but yeah, so the race is supposed to start at 530. You figure all the corrals waving off, we probably are, um, you know, or everyone is probably running by six. So um, well before the park will ever open, the last person will finish. Uh, and that takes you again. It's about three miles before you get into EBCOT. <laughs> then you go around World Showcase, jut out to the boardwalk area, loop around the boardwalk, come back in, EBCOT, finish up World Showcase, through a little bit of future world you know i think you pass the uh spaceship earth on the right mm-hmm. and you head, head back out into the basically where you started mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah that'll be fun but um you know I, I don't think i'll have time to stop in and check the resorts out for, no. for any transitional decoration no. But, no. although uh, I mean, we may find a reason to get over there yeah
1: well you know you head over to big 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 river for a beer espn, ESPN maybe check in see how your f- football teams are doing <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, I mean, board, boardwalk. Actually, um, you can see them from the boardwalk because uh, they put the garland up on the big steps. Um, they have they have the garland on the big porch um, that's just off the boardwalk. There's that little courtyard, grassy area. Um, so you'd be able to see if they're up, they will be up from there. So you'd be able to see yeah. it from the boardwalk.
2: Yeah, and I mean, maybe we'll tackle in the next couple months uh, which resorts we like best at the holiday season, because as as you point out the Boardwalk area, I think a lot of people sleep on just how well done the Dolphin gets done.
1: Oh, the Dolphin. I mean, and I just saw their Holiday Light Spectacular. Um, You know, shout out to Touring Plans uh, for putting that video up. I've never actually seen video of it. I've, I've heard people rave about it, but... Yeah, that's that's neat. Computer-controlled lights, um, sound, and and they they have projections on the dolphin, which is immense, twenty-seven-story <laughs> yeah. triangle. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty neat.
2: So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much race day. So we'll we'll wrap up there. I think uh, we are headed back to EBCOT after the race to. Yeah, you know, do a little bit of future world mm-hmm. and have very little. Have, have some ha- very little. <laughs> have have some food, have some wine, and uh, you know, then the rest of it is really just a you know, the vacation. So yeah. um the race is really our focus on Friday, Saturday, and the vacationing is really the focus the rest of Saturday, Sunday, and Monday morning. And uh, certainly if anyone is down there available and wants to meet up, chit-chat, etc., uh, send me a message on Twitter, ct underscore Mickey underscore man. Underscore. Send them an
1: underscore and direct message.
2: And I think if I uh, if I heard from the boss, a.k.a. the wife, uh, correctly, we will be at Disney Springs for some Jock Lindsay action on Saturday night. Nice. Uh, not ideal for those running the marathon no. on Sunday morning, <laughs> uh, but I think that is at least, I know that. Pretty pretty well locked in, that is our Saturday night plan.
1: Fantastic.
2: Thank that, you, in-laws, for babysitting. That truly <laughs> is the good stuff.
0: This has been the good stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at on Twitter at A-I-O-T Travel, or visit our website AdventuresOutThereTravel.com where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast and please contact us via email at ButterAndBaconPodcast at gmail.com to get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice.
1: dun 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 dun, dun, dun. Again. Oh. No, wait. No, no. We did that one already. Awesome. All, right. all right.
2: I have 62 minutes to finish my honey-do list. Yes. Take a shower, shave, pack, upload this audio. Uh, if
1: you could <laughs> upload the audio while you shower and shave, that would be
2: great. It might get electrocuted. <laughs> no, um, no, no, no.
1: Okay. The mistake was we had the cauliflower soup as like when you would have a soup for a regular meal. Right. So, so we were all packed up on cauliflower. We were full and then the bird comes out.
2: So this is why you need all-day Thanksgiving well, as well. So you can have your soup at like 1230, but not eat your but turkey that's, until
1: yeah, 4. Yeah, and that's what it's turned into.
2: All right, you ready to do this yes. 25 minutes in? Yes. <laughs>
1: well, that's fine. We have plenty of outtake material for the big show.
2: There you go. Welcome to the big show. No? Olbermann, Patrick? It's been done. ESPN. It's 90s. been done. It's been done. <laughs>